Well, welcome everybody to the Achieve My Wellness podcast. We are so grateful and so blessed that you are listening to us today. My name is Dr. Jared Oxendorf. And I'm Dr. Evan Eigen, and we are the doctors at Achieve Wellness here in Alexandria, Minnesota. And our goal is to change the way that people view and manage their health. And our greatest uh, accomplishment through this podcast is to reach as many people as we possibly can. We envision our communities as one of the healthiest communities in the world. And the way that we get there is by promoting and visualizing and producing into you and into your health five pillars of your health. These five essentials can include your mindset, the way that we exercise, the way that we eat and consume our food through nutrition, the physical attributes of our body and subluxation and the damage that the spine can actually cause in you. And ultimately, how do we discontinue to minimize toxins in a toxic world? If you can apply these five essentials to your daily life, it will empower you to have better health for you and your family for the rest of your life. This episode of the Achieve My Wellness podcast, we're going to be focusing on being healthy for the holidays. We just wrapped up Halloween. I'm Chelsea Lee, your host with Dr. Evan and Dr. Jared. Hey, guys. How are you, Hi, Chelsea? Chelsea? How are you? Oh, so good. But, Amen. you know, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of sugar, a lot of sugar crashes going on. We are gearing up. We got two more big holidays coming up on deck. And uh, I know that this can be actually kind of a tough time of year. Let's dive in. Yeah. So the holidays, you know, whether you you consider Halloween a holiday or not, but it, it's always a time of year where we start to see things happening. As people start to get ramped up for all these big events, it starts with Halloween and then it goes to Thanksgiving and then it goes to Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate at this time of year. And it's supposed to be a fun, joyous, celebratory time of yes. year. And yet <laughs> we always see that this time of year is when many people have illnesses start to set in. Uh, research shows that more diagnoses happen during this time of year than any other time of year. And it can be attributed to multiple different factors. But I just want to share a story uh, of this week that I've noticed uh, and I actually just really thought about a lot. So we had Halloween on a Monday, okay? Monday, probably the worst day of the week to have a Halloween. But a Halloween landed on a Monday. Yeah. People still went out and celebrated. Kids went out and trick-or-treated. Bags full of candy and who knows how much was consumed that day. And some all weekend long, too. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Halloween parties, Halloween trick-or-treating, all that. And what did we see on Tuesday? We a saw crash. more people <laughs> crash. We saw more people being crabby in our office. I, I can't tell you how many people came in who were doing really, really good in their health, feeling great. And all of a sudden, Tuesday, they came in and they're hurting and they have more headaches and they have more inflammation and just stiff and sore. Uh, my son is a part of a Cub Scout troop, and we meet on Tuesday nights. And typically, we have a large group of Cub Scouts. I would say half of them didn't show up because they were not feeling good, oh or they goodness. were homesick, or they had to go home from school because they were ill. And just, it's crazy how you can attribute to all of a sudden these holidays happen, and people go crazy consuming sweets and candy and sugar and all of a sudden, it leads to this major crash that happens. And not just kids. It was adults, too. And Absolutely. I can testify, even in the office here, <laughs> it was a little rough on uh, November 1st. Absolutely. So over the course of the next two, three weeks, what we're hoping is that a lot of our listeners are going to follow with us on how to make sure that we are healthy for the holidays. And Love so today we're going to really dive into the whole sugar pandemic and the whole <laughs> sugar craze because there is a lot out there that deals with with sugar and inflammation. And you know, Dr. Evans already already touched on some of that stuff as far as the inflammatory process that takes in. And so if you get back to the root of what sugar does is when sugar goes into your body, not only is it going to spike your glycemic index and it's going to go through the roof and you're going to have this huge crash, but then two, the amount of inflammation that starts to build oh. in your body. Mm -hmm. That inflammation does a number of different things. One, 
It attacks your joints. It actually causes a process called glycation within your joints and your joint surfaces. So it starts to eat away the cartilage that's in between your joints. Now, the cartilage is there for a reason, right? It's there to... The cushion. Exactly. And so the more that we eat that away and the more that we actually destroy that, the more inflamed joints that we're going to have. And so one of the biggest things I think that we've really seen over the last two days of is that we've seen a lot more inflammation in people's joints. I mean, their shoulders, their elbows, their shoulder, um, their neck, even things into their knees and their ankles, mm-hmm. just because of the amount of inflammation that has occurred in their body. You touched on something called the glycemic index, and this is something that I want our listeners to really know what this is. So there, every single food lands somewhere on this glycemic index, and what that tells us is how fast does something that you put in your mouth turn to sugar in your body. Ooh. Now, everything that we eat is digested and turned into what's called ATP or... Um, but that's what our cells use for energy, okay? So it, our body turns everything that we eat into a glucose cell, and that's what our cells use for energy. But if things are very uh, high on the glycemic index, what's going to happen is it's going to turn to sugar very rapidly in your body, and then we have too much glucose throughout your bloodstream, and that leads to uh, your insulin burnout. That's what leads to diabetes, mm. and that's what leads to inflammatory processes in your body. If things are low on the glycemic index, it doesn't turn to sugar very rapidly in your body. And basically what's going to happen is it's going to keep you full longer because your body takes more time to break it down and to digest it. So things like broccoli, things like green leafy vegetables, these are lower on the glycemic index. But things like uh, starch and flour and uh, even just candy are very high on the glycemic index, and that turns to sugar very rapidly in your body. So if you can understand what the glycemic index is and where these foods that you're eating and putting into your body and how rapidly they're turning into sugar. So as soon as you put something on your tongue, your saliva starts to break it down into uh, glucose, basically, because that, that's what your body uses for energy. And so try to eat more foods lower on the glycemic index scale, and that will help reduce how much sugar is in your body at any given time and will also help your body not get burnt out in its insulin receptors. And one of the things that you know a lot of people don't realize, too, is the more sugar that we take in, if we don't utilize that energy, our body wants to have energy. And so what it does is it stores it, right? And so if you don't mm. burn it off, you're storing it. And guess what you store it as, Chelsea? Fat. You store it as fat. <laughs> and this is one of the biggest uh, times of the year where we see a ton of weight gain in people, right? And yeah. so as soon as we start to get cold, we're inside more, we sit more, we, we're not doing as much exercise as what we should do in order to burn off that and excess energy. it's getting energy. darker sooner, too. It does, unfortunately. And so that's one of the major things that helps with the mental things, which we'll be talking about maybe in a week or two as far as for kind of another aspect of how do we stay healthy for the holidays. But if we don't want to lose, if we want to lose the weight, then the simple things that we need to do is actually look into the sugar consumption. So it doesn't just come from the candy, but there's also like different condiments and different things like Dr. Evan was just talking about with the breads, the rices, the cereals, the pastas, everything that breaks down to sugar very, very rapidly in our body. If we can't utilize that energy, we're going to store it and we're going to store it as fat. And so uh, really focusing in on this time of year on the food that you're eating and not just letting yourself go because so many people do really well. You know, we get to the beginning of the year, January, and people are like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat healthier and all these things. And then we get to the summer. People want to have their summer bodies and they're out there being active. They're eating better. Uh, they're get, eating food from their gardens, which they've, uh, yes. you know, fresh vegetables yeah. and all these things. And people do really good most of the year. And then it seems like we get to this holiday season and people are just like, you know what? I've been eating good all year. I'm just going to 
eat whatever I want during it's this like holiday that season. Cold snap hits. We get that thirty degree day, and all of a sudden we're like hibernation mode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like you know, people just kind of lose all of the progress that they made throughout the whole year. And so we really want people who are listening to focus back in this time of year, this holiday season is the time where you really need to lean into your health, where you really need to make sure that you are eating better, that you are focusing and knowing what you're putting into your body and really focusing on your nutrition is the biggest thing. And so try. I know it's difficult. I know it's hard because <laughs> there's so many sweets out there. We go to all of these family get togethers and it seems like, yeah, we have a meal which it consists of like turkey and potatoes, but then all of a sudden there's this huge spread of desserts. Always, and always. And so <laughs> one thing we really like to give out in our office is healthy recipes. And you know, there's so many different good healthy recipes out there where you don't have to use these ingredients that turn to sugar very rapidly in your body. You can make delicious meals out of cauliflower. You can make delicious meals with almond flour. You can make delicious meals and foods and desserts even that taste sweet and and will help satisfy that sweet tooth, but make them out of ingredients that don't turn to sugar very rapidly in your body. And so uh, it does take a little bit of effort and it takes some knowing how to use these ingredients. But in our office, we give away many, many recipe cards during this time of year because we want people to have options. Like you, yes, when you go to a holiday party, we want you to have fun with your friends. We want you to have fun with your family. We're not saying hide in a hole and don't eat anything <laughs> and just eat broccoli and cabbage this time of year. <laughs> go out and have fun, but go and be prepared. Bring your own food, foods that you know what the ingredients are and that you've prepared yourself so that you have options to eat healthier this time of year. And it's not just the, the desserts that you find sugar. I mean, um, we encourage people how to label read this time of year too. Right. Because there's a lot of hidden sugars in a lot of our foods. And so whether you look at condiments, things like ketchup, and uh, fruit juices, or even lunch meats, for example, that you're sending your kids to school. So lots of processed foods have tons of sugar in it. And so when you look at even like ketchup, ketchup is like one of the most high sources of sugar that people actually use during this time of year. We're we're making more burgers, we're making more uh, outdoor stuff, they're still grilling right in the fall. And there's a lot of things that we're, we're starting to put these condiments in that have a lot of sugar in it as well. Now, with a lot of these uh, these condiments, there's also other inflammatory things that will come in. There's also like chemicals and dyes and pesticides. You know, one of the things that we see with kids especially, you know, if, you, if you're having kids that are acting out, you have neurodevelopment disorders, you have ADD, ADHD, whatever it may be, there might be uh, they might be overloaded in what we call Red 40. And so if people don't know what Red 40 is, I would really encourage them to kind of look into Red 40. It's really common to have um, kind of synergistically with sugar because it adds color and flavor it does it does all these like different coloring so it makes things look pretty right and right. so red 40 is found in like candy is found in beverages it's found in uh like cereals and desserts but one of the places that it, a lot of people don't understand where red 40 is is actually really found is in kids medications and so oh, you're going to look into things yeah. as far as like uh like motrin and nyquil um you'll find it in um prilosec uh, a pediatric uh, Robitussin, uh, Sudafed. So all these decongestants that kids are typically using this time of year yes. because their nose is running, they're getting congested. Well, a lot of those products will actually have red 40 in them as well. And then we start to see major like outbreaks in things because of the red 40. And so we want to make sure that people not only are aware of the sugar, but also all the fillers and the dyes and everything that typically go into a product that has a lot of sugar in it as well that makes the product look kind of 
pretty, right? They dress it up. So even things like, you know, certain Nutrigrain bars and certain um, nutritious bars that are supposed to look healthy, right? They they print, uh, they make a pretty package. But then when you flip it over, it's like, holy smokes, I have like 15 grams of sugar per one bar, right? Right. Or it should be in the whole box, right? And so when we look at it, we break it down because nobody ever eats one bar, right, Chels? I mean, (laughs) absolutely not. So we're eating one in the morning, one at lunch, maybe one at night, or we're doing two in the morning. And you think you're doing healthy. We think we're doing the right thing. But this, the accumulation of that sugar over time is just very, very detrimental, not only to our joints and our body and our cells, but ultimately probably our weight gain and ultimately our mental psyche that all comes into that full cyclical nasty cycle that we typically see in people this time of year. And it doesn't take long. I remember the first time dealing with somebody who was in diabetic shock and just getting Mm. them. It was a little bit of orange juice. I mean, that person was crashing so hard and we gave them a little bit of orange juice and it was a matter of just a couple minutes before that person was rebounding. And uh, unfortunately, when the sugar does turn into fat, it's not that easy. It's not that quick to get rid of <laughs> the fat sticks around. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, though, this is something we see in our medical community, too. When they do the standard of care right now to test to see if there's cancer in your body yeah. is what's called a PET scan. Yep. Okay. Yep. Do you know what the PET scan actually does? They no. put a dye glucose into your body. So you drink this, uh, this drink that is yeah. literally straight glucose and it has a special dye in it. And what they do is they monitor where does that dye go throughout your body. And it shows the flare-ups. And do you know what those flare-ups are? No. Cancer cells. Oh, my gosh. Sugar feeds cancer cells. And it is proven in these PET scans that as soon as you ingest sugar, within a matter of minutes, your cancer cells are sucking up that sugar. So those are the cancer cells. There's those are that's sugar basically. Exactly. That's, and oh so we gosh. all have cancer cells in our body. Every yeah. single one of us, every single person walking around right now has anywhere between 50,000 and 150,000 cancer cells in their body at any given moment. And as long as your immune system is functioning well, your immune system is fighting off and destroying and uh, getting rid of these rogue cancer cells. Wow. But it's when your immune system gets suppressed and sugar suppresses the immune system that all of a sudden these cancer cells can start to overtake a system. And when you go in for a PET scan and what they're measuring and what they're determining is what areas of your body are uh, soaking up and absorbing that sugar faster than other cells. So wow. cancer cells absorb sugar faster than your healthy cells, and they can measure that and find that in your body. And they know if they see a, ver- a very large area of your body that is absorbing more of that uh, that dyed glucose, they know that that's where the cancer is forming in that's your body. That's kind of scary. We had a grandpa who his PET scan, it lit up. Like it looked almost like a Christmas tree. Like it was that I had no idea that that was sugar that was that was showing it's that. straight glucose. That and breaks that's what, my heart. Yeah, cancer cells usually have about 30 times more sugar receptors than your normal cell does. Wow. And so it feeds on sugar. And so if you think about if I'm going to kill an animal, also, wow. one of the best ways to do it is either starve it of food or water, right? So yeah. if you want to, you know, start, you know, acting, not saying that this is going to cure cancer or anything like that, but one of the best ways to hopefully limit the amount of cancer being spread through the body is limit your sugar intake. Don't feed the animal. If you don't feed it, wow. hopefully it'll die off. And that's just one of the major things that we're seeing with a lot of the research and things that are out there now on what people can do to decrease the inflammation, but ultimately the sugar consumption and ultimately the uh, production of those inflammatory rogue cells within the body. So those are just simple ways. Other great ways to kind of decrease sugar is, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to look for the desserts and we're going to have a big plate of desserts at the end, 
well, how do we start the meal, right? And so one of the right. ways that we talk about is how do you increase your salads and your veggies, right? So if you can increase your salads and your veggies in the beginning of your meal, almost like 50 to 60% of your meal be vegetables or some type of salad, well, now you've cutting down probably on how much uh, hunger you're going to have at the end of the meal. So your veggies and things are going to fill you up. They have fiber. They have things that are going to sanctify you for a longer period of time. And then you want to put in things like fish and chicken so that you're getting your that protein. proper proteins mm-hmm. as well. And then the last thing that you're going to put in is obviously any type of desserts if there's if there's any um, room for that at the end. But that is one of the best ways to make sure that you're curbing the amount of sugar and the amount of desserts and the amount of um, other um, non-health producing foods within the body. Very cool. I know my brother's on this big fiber kick too. He's all about that fiber and it makes sense. So he made me this lunch one day that was just loaded with fiber and it was so filling and it's good for your body. It's good for your digestion. And yeah, and then you're not, you're not, uh, you know, you may still be craving sweets, but not as much. Right. And, and as the more that we can actually drink water too, it dilutes mm-hmm. it. And so we want to make sure that if we're decreasing the inflammation in our body, not only increasing the fruits and the vegetables and everything else that we can be doing, and even fruits we have to be careful with too. Right. And so if somebody does have some type of sugar uh, disease happening in their body or they have a high inflammation, we actually limit the amount of fruit that they can actually eat. And we, we give them a, a certain standpoint of fruit that they should be eating for a short period of time. Not saying that you can never eat fruit ever again, but if you're in crisis mode, well, then let's take drastic measures, really revamp. You know, Dr. Evan and I have a saying in the office that says you cannot heal in the environment that made you sick. Right. Right. You have to be able to change the 180 degrees, change that environment so the body can actually heal and do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And so we have two different meal plans, basically, or, or nutrition plans are off. So we don't call it diets because it's a lifestyle change. OK, Love when it. people yep. go on a diet, they go on a diet for a short amount of time mm-hmm. and it's usually unsustainable. Okay. And as soon as they've reached their health goal or they get sick of being on their diet, they go right back into eating what they were, what got them sick and got them overweight in the first place. And so we have meal plans and lifestyle plans in our office that go between the core plan, which is what everybody should be eating. Okay. And then we have the advanced plan. And the advanced plan is what we call the healing diet. And that's exactly what Dr. Jared was touching on is getting people out of an environment into a place where they can heal. And so uh, with this healing diet, yes, we drastically, drastically reduce the amount of sugar that people are intaking. We get rid of m- many of the carbs, and it's the only carbs that you're getting into your body are through vegetables, green leafy vegetables. We drastically reduce any um, uh, like breads. We drastically reduce any fruits. The only fruits that are really low on the glycemic index are berries and Granny Smith apples and grapefruits. Those mm-hmm. are the only things that we allow on the advanced plan. Otherwise, all fruit goes, all breads, all pastas. You got to get rid of all of that because that will turn to sugar very rapidly in your body. And you're supplementing by eating more protein and more fat. And as long as you're getting low carbs, more protein, and more fat, your body can repair itself faster. You can have better healing properties. You'll have better energy. And it will uh, dramatically reduce how much of the cancer cells in your body are being uh, uh, being filled with sugar as well. And so if you have questions about this, you can give our office a call at any time. We're Achieve Wellness in Alexandria here, 320-762-2055. And we would love to sit down with you, go over your nutrition plans and show you these five essentials that can make such a huge difference in not only your health, but allowing you to be proactive and stay ahead of things before you get the sad diagnoses because so many people in this world wait until there's a problem before they fix anything. Well, we say if you can be proactive, 
If you can be confident that your body is doing the right things at the right time in order to be healthy, you can stave off and prevent multiple uh, illnesses. And many of these things that we're seeing in our country, like cancer, diabetes, uh, heart disease, obesity, these are 100% lifestyle preventable illnesses that we are teaching people how to prevent in our office. Yeah, people can also find us on the web at AchieveMyWellness.com. They can find us on Facebook. So if they like what they're hearing, uh, we encourage people, obviously, to, to share, right? I mean, share with your friends, share with your family. I mean, we envision everybody listening to this podcast, uh, again, across the country, across the globe. We want to make sure that we are reaching out and helping and serving any way we possibly can to make this world a healthier and better place. So people can find us on, on Facebook as well at Achieve Wellness. They can find us on Instagram. We're all over the place, Chelsea. So <laughs> <laughs> there is no excuse for people not to find us or see us or actually, you know, continue to share the great message of, of health through um, the five essentials that we teach. So one last thing before we leave you today is we're definitely encouraging you guys all to get out and vote. It's our fiduciary uh, duty as United States citizens. You think about all the people that fought and died for us um, to be respectful in the and the choices and ultimately the things that you've been granted as far as the freedoms to vote. So we're really encouraging you to get out and vote, but not only to vote, but make sure that you are uh, vetting and really looking into the person that you're you're voting for. We all have different reasons of why we vote for people. We all have different kind of hot buttons, we call them, as far as for where we are kind of leaning or standing or whatever it may be. One of our hot buttons for, for myself personally is ultimately our, our health freedoms. And being able to choose what happens to my family, what happens to myself, what's, uh, what, what am I told to do, what am I told to inject or put on my face or whatever it may be. These are important standpoints that when I vote for somebody, I want to make sure that they're standing on the side of my health freedoms and ultimately just standing on the side of the ability to choose and be respectful uh, to the ones of whatever it is that we choose. The last thing that we need to have is more divisiveness. And the other thing that we like to talk about with the voting aspect of things is that come November 9th, after all the data is in, after all the data is in, and if somebody does not get elected that you want, and November 9th morning you wake up and you look at that and you start to complain, well, if you didn't vote, I encourage you not to say anything because you did not express that right to have a choice in the ability to actually express that opinion. Unfortunately, there's many people in our country and who are listening right now that just, you know what, politics aren't for them. They don't want anything to do with politics, but we don't have that luxury anymore when it comes to the health of you and your family. Unfortunately, politics are becoming much more of a threat to you being able to decide the best course of action for your family. So just like Dr. Jared was talking about, make sure that you know who the people you are voting for, where they stand on the side of health freedoms. And we encourage you to, just like Dr. Jared said, do your duty and make sure that you get out and you vote and tell everybody around you who you are friends with or not even friends with, make sure they get out and they vote and they do what needs to be done in order to maintain our, our freedoms in this country. That's right. Your health is very important. Your voice is very important. You are very important. So make sure you go out there, advocate for yourself, and voting is just one of the great ways to do that. That's another episode of the Achieve My Wellness podcast. We are just starting this journey. We are in this together, getting healthy for the holidays. It is never too late to start taking care of your health. Thank you so much, Dr. Jared and Dr. Evan.